0: You're listening to COSAM Talks, the monthly podcast for Auburn University's College of Sciences and Mathematics.
1: Thank you for joining us again for COSAM Talks. This is the April 2020 edition, and our guest this month is Morgan Sisk. She is a current alumna of COSAM, and she was the 2019 Fall Graduation Marshal. How are you today, Morgan?
0: I am doing well. Philip, how are you doing today? I'm
1: doing good. Uh, so there's been a lot going on since you graduated in December. and
0: uh, Yes, <laughs> and, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So first of all, how does it feel now to be an alumna of Auburn University as opposed to being a student?
0: I still feel very much a part of the Auburn family. I have a younger sibling who is still at Auburn and we still speak of Auburn very frequently. I am proud to be a member of the Auburn alumni and I'm just grateful for all of my time at Auburn and perhaps the more distant I get from it, the more I can appreciate it. I can really step back and see just how wonderful it truly was. So I am grateful to be a a part of the alumni of Auburn.
1: That's awesome. Um, So like I said, there's been a lot that's happened uh, and the last time we talked, you had a trip to Chile planned uh, and you did end up going to Chile. So tell us a little bit about what that was like being down there.
0: Yes, so I was going down for several weeks to travel and then I was actually supposed to be there for four months to teach English with a program called the English Open Stores Program. It's a joint program between the United Nations and the Chilean Ministry of Education through which native English speakers can go to Chile and have the opportunity to provide an immersive experience for students and a new way to learn the English language. So that had been the plan. And I went down and was able to travel for several weeks. I went to the Atacama Desert in the north and then down to Patagonia in the southern region of Chile, and then back to Santiago in the center and just fell in love with the country. The diversity of the nature there is just incredible. In the northern region, there are volcanoes, lagoons, salt flats, the desert, all within a very small geographical area. And then Patagonia in the south is just spectacular with mountains and fjords and so much hiking available. I was really grateful to have the opportunity to get to travel for a while in Chile because it's a beautiful country and the people are incredibly welcoming. I loved my time there, but ended up getting to Santiago and began training for the program, and then unfortunately, just a little ways into training, the Minister of Education in Chile had to cancel the program because the situation with the coronavirus escalated there rather quickly, and schools were in turn canceled for the foreseeable future, without the end in sight. Right. A situation mm-hmm. similar to here, just so many unknowns with regards to the coronavirus and how the pandemic would end up playing out longer term. And so consequently had to cancel the program with all of the uncertainty. So I explored other opportunities to teach English in Chile. I actually through one of the other program members heard about a English teaching institute in a small mining town in the Northern region of Chile that provides free English courses to the locals. They provide them Two workers, they have a group that's kind of geared towards women in the community, they have kids groups, they have teens groups, and they use a very creative model to try to utilize activity and sports and artistic pursuits as a means of teaching English. And I reached out to them and they did have opportunities available, but unfortunately with the situation escalating in chile the u.s embassy urged us very strongly to return to the united states if we were intending to do so in the foreseeable future because all commercial flights were being canceled and at this point there are no longer commercial flights going out of chile to the united states so They urged us to come back if we intended to do so anytime in the foreseeable future. And so in light of those recommendations and a state of national catastrophe was declared by the president of Chile around that same time, which instituted very strict quarantines in the urban areas, requiring government permits to leave the home and now masks as well in order to be able to leave the home. And so in light of the entire situation, just felt it most, prudent to go ahead and return to the United States. However, I've actually been able to teach with that institute in the northern region of Chile online. They had not explored the online platform before and were able to utilize Google Classrooms to start up some classes. So it's a developing process and we're trying to make it available to as many people in the community as possible because internet access and computer access is certainly not a given for every household. And so making programs that can be done just with a phone has been an interesting challenge. And it's one that we're continuing to work on and adapt along the way, trying to preserve, you know, a creative model and a creative way of teaching English within an online platform. So we are grateful to be in an age when that is available to us and we can continue on. But that has been wonderful. And getting to see how the program is developing to accommodate the current situation has been really wonderful for me as well and a growth opportunity for me.
1: Yeah, that sounds like quite a, uh, quite a change from what you had planned.
0: <laughs> it certainly was. But I guess that's universally true in this time. I'm grateful to be safe. I'm with family, which has been wonderful and am able to continue on and teach in some capacity. So that has been a joy.
1: So jumping back just a little bit um, to your time in Chile, were there, was there any particular place that you visited or any places that you visited that, that were just extraordinary that you fell in love with that that you want to tell us about?
0: Oh, the whole country, in truth, the Atacama Desert in the north is actually the driest place on earth, and it 's a very unique niche and has a unique ecosystem, as I was saying, the diversity of nature there was just incredible and it 's extremely well preserved. there are just huge swaths of land totally untouched. There will be one dirt road running through miles and miles and miles of land, so you can truly appreciate all of the volcanoes and being immersed in the Andes and among these gorgeous lagoons where there are every color you could imagine flowing through them. There will be emerald greens and turquoise blue and it's just beautiful but the people there make it all the better. It's primarily small communities in that region and so they're very tight-knit and were incredibly welcoming to me. That made it all the better. And then Patagonia was just awe-inspiring, truly. It has magnificent vistas everywhere you go. It's completely different. And we were able to do quite a bit of hiking down there and get to appreciate it as it stands so well preserved so i can't speak highly enough about chile it was beautiful beautiful country and wonderful people as well
1: so you ended up having time to explore the area and to to spend time there and it was just as you were starting your training for this program that the coronavirus started affecting the area right
0: Yes, that's correct. So I was traveling for several weeks and then I had gone to Santiago and was there for several days, about a week. And we had just begun training, had kind of been diving in, and then the announcement came about, and the program really did everything they could to help us make that transition and figure out our next steps and were incredibly gracious and i was certainly grateful for that because it was a little difficult to get back to the united states given the fact that everybody was kind of in the same situation trying to get to their respective homes around the world and so it was difficult to arrange flights and get all of that coordinated so i was really grateful for all of the support that the program extended towards us
1: all right that's one thing i was wondering is how how difficult it was to get back because here we uh, here in America, like at the time when it was hitting and they were, they were starting to cancel travel to mm-hmm. uh foreign nations. And then I know at Auburn, they, they told people, uh, all the students that were studying internationally, they told them, you know, come back. Mm-hmm. And I know at that time you're not a student. So Auburn's not telling you to come back, but right yeah so right. and that
0: was several weeks prior the coronavirus arrived in Chile several weeks after it arrived in the United States so up until that last week it was every degree of normalcy I we were aware of the situation and the government seemed to be taking steps in preparation of the incumbent arrival of the virus in the country but as far as what we witnessed day to day there was really no change from Normal day to day life. And so it escalated really quickly, and they, from what I observed, were taking steps to curb the virus from the outset and were instituting quarantines very early on and trying to prevent the widespread um, contamination with the virus. So the situation changed really quickly, which meant that all of us who were not Chilean nationals and needed to return to our respective countries didn't have as much time and in fact in light of Peru closing their borders entirely with pretty short notice just a couple days prior we were all feeling the urgency to go ahead and get back if we intended to do so because that was certainly a possibility in Chile as well and To my understanding, that has not happened yet, but in light of everything, we were eager to return home, and that was pretty universally true. So, yes, the airport was very crowded, and I I just was grateful to all of the employees of the airlines who, you know, continued to go to work despite the risk to themselves and made it possible for us to get home, and were very helpful at the airport, and I ended up waiting and getting on a standby flight. So I was able to make it home safe and sound, but yes, it was difficult to get home. So and I had a lot of support back here calling for me because I actually I didn't have a way to communicate there outside of WhatsApp through the internet. So I had people back here who were making calls for me, and I was grateful <laughs> to say the <laughs> least.
1: So did it feel like at any point throughout there, like you might, and I don't want, I don't really want to use the word stranded because uh, like you said, Chile is such a wonderful place. You, you might not want to say I'm stranded here. Like I've seen some people who couldn't return back home and they're stranded on a foreign beach somewhere. I mean, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't, you would view that as like a three month vacation or something. (laughs) So, But was there, was there a time in there where you felt like, I might not be able to get home. I might have to stay here.
0: Oh, certainly. Um, in trying to arrange flights, the seat availability was slim to none because everybody needed to leave at about the same time. And people who had been on cruises and people who had been traveling all kind of arrived at the airport needing a flight home. And that was in the period of just a couple of days. And so there were limited seat availabilities on flight. So I certainly felt that, especially given the fact that total closure of the border was a possibility in light of what had happened in Peru, for example. And so it certainly was on the back of my mind, but I tried to play out different options and get backup plans in place should that be the case but I did feel the need to come home my sister's actually getting married before too long and so I
1: that's a good reason to be at home
0: I did want (laughs) to make sure that I made it back in order to be there but the U.S. Embassy provided us with lots of recommendations and they're actually still sending me emails. So I still get the daily updates and they provided information and recommendations for us along the way.
1: Well, that's, that's awesome. (laughs) I'm, I'm very glad you were able to make it back and I'm sure it was a big, big relief when you were able to get on that plane and head back.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's jump now to what you're currently doing that you touched on with the, uh, the teaching English, uh,
0: remotely. Yes. So we're using, as I mentioned, uh, Google classrooms and that allows us to do combination of video conferencing and then also have written and video assignments that students can submit.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of people now are using Zoom, and it's it's big in the news about everybody using Zoom for everything, so right, uh, it's it's kind of neat, kind of cool, interesting that they chose Google Classrooms. Um, I actually haven't had any experience with Google Classrooms, so.
0: <laughs> We've had good luck with it thus far. There are a lot of options available on Google Google Classrooms that I have not yet explored, so I'm sure it has even more capabilities than I am currently aware of, but we've had good luck with it thus far.
1: And how long has this been going on since you've been back?
0: Since the pandemic. It truly only came about because of the pandemic, and so they saw the incumbent closure and then proceeded to investigate online platforms, and this was one that would be more widely accessible Mm -hmm. for students. And so went ahead and tried to at least get everybody in classes on Google Classroom and get everything going. So it's really only been since the pandemic arrived in Chile that it has been utilized.
1: Well, how, uh, from your experience with this, how is the participation from the students that you've seen?
0: Well, I've been very impressed with the students thus far. Everybody's kind of in a different situation, like here, and so I have been impressed by the effort put forth by students to remain engaged and keep learning English, and it's been a joy to get to know them, at least remotely, you know, get to work with them.
1: Well, are you hoping one day uh, once all this is over to be able to go back to Chile and maybe do some more, uh, teaching of English?
0: Oh, absolutely. I would love to, I had tentatively considered returning should the pandemic allow for it, you know, even in this time before I started medical school in July, Mm -hmm. but that is of course just, (laughs) contingent on how the pandemic continues to progress. So we'll see at this point, I am just grateful to be able to continue teaching online. And then I have been pursuing translator certification and trying to utilize this time to do other pursuits as well. So.
1: Well, since you mentioned that about medical school starting in July, I know currently the, uh, lockdowns and and all that. It, th- I think they're expecting it to hopefully start opening it up back up by July. But have there been any changes to your uh, medical school starting or anything because of the pandemic?
0: Fortunately, no. And we actually had a panel with the deans of the medical school, and they did give us assurances that we would begin on time, whether that is online or in person. Mm contingent on pandemic and quarantines in place but fortunately the start date will not change I'll be able to begin in some capacity at that time and they've you know already made great progressions in moving the medical school curriculum online Mm. because of the current medical student situation so they do have platforms in place and if that's how we start then that's how we start but I will be able to begin on time
1: I feel like this this whole pandemic is causing people to to really explore and and very quickly uh increase online learning oh
0: absolutely
1: before it was you know we might offer an online class for this we might offer an online class for this now it's like everything's online
0: <laughs> right and for medical schools, for example, you know adapting the anatomy lab to an online platform has been a tremendous challenge, but they've taken it on. And from what I've heard from current students done it the best possible way they could. So we're making it work.
1: Yeah. That's, I think that's what everybody's doing right now. They're, they're making it work.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, Morgan, it has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast this month. Um,
0: Oh, thank you for the
1: opportunity uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what you, what you do in your future and I hope you do get a chance to make it back to Chile sometime soon
0: thank you me too
1: well that is all for this month so thank you guys for listening uh, and tune in next month for another great guest